and welcome to this week's episode of the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast. Now today is a particularly special podcast because it is celebrating one of the nominees for this year's Lollies. Those are the Laugh Out Loud Book Awards which are run by publishers Scholastic and have the rather fabulous Michael Rosen as head judge. Um, I was lucky enough to be asked to be on the long listing panel this year so I got to help narrow down the submissions into a long list to get to the judging panel and I've also been invited to champion one of the books nominated on social media and I am absolutely thrilled to say that I have the pleasure of championing Planet Stan which is written by Elaine Wixon and illustrated fabulously by Chris Judge and is published by OUP. So this episode is my interview with the two of them about being nominated, about where the inspiration came from, and they also have to do some Dragon's Den style 10 second pitches as to why voters should vote for Stan. I hope you enjoy. Right, hello everyone. This evening I'm talking to not one, but two fabulously talented people. I am talking to author Elaine Wixon and illustrator Chris Judge about the book they've produced together, Planet Stan. Hi there. Hello Hello there. Hi. (laughs) Thank you very much for talking to us this evening. Thank you very much for inviting us. Yeah, thanks for having us. We're delighted to be on. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, let's get cracking. Planet Stan, can you tell us, Elaine... A little bit about what Planet Stan is all about. Yeah, okay. So Planet Stan is about a boy called Stanley Fox and he loves pie charts. So he charts all the ups and downs of his life using but especially pie charts. Basically he's trying to work out his younger brother Fred, who to be honest is just mainly chaos. Mm-hmm. And he starts off with a Venn diagram at the beginning of the book which shows their differences and his mission is to try and find out what on earth they have in common um, and he does this while they're trying to save a dinosaur of course <laughs> as, as you would <laughs> so one of the things I, I read this book quite a long time ago now and I, I loved it and I loved the whole infographic theme that we'll talk about more in a minute but I also love the fact that the relationship between um, Stan and his brother seemed so true to life so realistic where did your inspiration for that come from hmm well I have two boys <laughs> so um when they were growing yeah there you go when they were growing up I mean kids come out with the funniest sweetest things and my memory isn't the greatest so I decided to write down everything they said and I've got these stacks of notebooks with everything in and they're just it's just like gold dust really looking back over that so they kind of inspired the um, the warm relationship between Stan and Fred and lots of the funny things that came out. Um, and so I was also looking for a fresh way to tell a story about siblings because, you know, it's done a lot. But I was kind of thinking of um, maybe a manual for siblings in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that's where my my ideas sort of came for the for the diagrams. But also being an... Um, an older sibling I've been told quite a few times you should know better and having to deal with sharing 
and all that kind of thing. So there were, you know, there was influences from my childhood as well. But basically, I'd say, you know, the 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 warm relationship between Stan and Fred came from my sons because they've just got a lovely, most of the time, a lovely brotherly relationship. Yeah, so of always bumps in the road, yeah. aren't they? They've become brothers. I I have there two are. sons, and most of the time <laughs> they get on fine, but sometimes they really don't. Which is always yeah, and it's just yeah, it's just dealing with that, and um, I guess that's what Stan's trying to do in his own way, and he um, is offering advice to other people in the same situation, so he's he's quite thoughtful yeah, in that so you way. You kind of mentioned that the pie chart um, theme came out of trying to find a new way to present the sibling relationship and a kind of instruction manual type. How long did it take mm. you to hit upon that? Because it's something that I haven't really seen done in any other books um, that I've read. It's really um, original. Yeah. Well, um, I'd written a book before, which almost got published, but didn't quite make it. And that had this relationship between two two siblings, which I really loved. And I wanted to build on that. And um, it was just me brainstorming, really. And, and I mean, I, I've always loved the, the funny pie chart books that you can buy with infographics in. And I also wanted a way of breaking up text. Uh, I, I really wanted the book to be highly illustrated. Um, and I, I discovered, you know, I, I just had a go at drawing a pie chart thinking, how is this going to work? Um, and I loved it. And I found it was such a good way to display data, but as, the, as part of the story. So I'm still telling the story, but there's a break in the text. Um, and I, and it, I spent a lot of time thinking about the best chart to use. So... For instance, I had to describe um, meteors hitting the Earth. So I came up with um, the Lego Death Star chart and all the things that Fred would <laughs> lob at it and the impact that they would have. And that came out of my inner line graph. And then again, I've got um, a periodic table, which um, is kind of describing what Fred's made from. So that was the other lovely thing, was trying to come up with the different ways, the different charts I would use. And I found that, if I ever got stuck with writing, they were a good way to just stop and think about a chart instead. And I find my way back into the story and I'm writing something new now and I'm really missing them. <laughs> I just want to start filling it with pie charts, which is a bit bananas. Oh, well, we'll come to what you're working on at the moment a bit later. But for now, Chris, um, Elaine said that she wanted to have a really highly illustrated um, book and she definitely achieved that. Um, what was it like for you to illustrate this book that had all these charts and graphs in and really help bring the story to life? Yeah, it was a, an absolute joy. So uh, I, I, I illustrate a good few books every year. Um, and but, but I actually have a design background. So uh, the kind of the further, the more books I illustrate, the further away I get from my design background. So when Elaine's text came in and, and Holly sent through, Holly's the designer who I work with on it, when she sent through, kind of the first drafts of the layouts I was like oh my god this looks amazing so that was that was so exciting and the story <laughs> was brilliant and I have I, I keep planning to say how did you know about me and my little brother Simon who like you basically captured us at that age yeah. ridiculously perfect <laughs> but uh so yeah so it was an absolute joy to 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 work on so like I love um kind of technical technical designs and drawings and stuff so it, it all just paired up perfectly between the, the great characters and and uh and, and the pie charts and everything so yeah it's fantastic excellent thank you and importantly now we're onto the big stuff 
obviously it's been nominated for <laughs> an award. Hurrah! Hurrah! Yeah. For funny book. Hooray! <laughs> How did you both feel when you heard that Planet Stan had been nominated? Well, I was just completely shocked. Um, yes, I was stunned, and then I cried Yay. a lot, and then I jumped. Around, <laughs> I did. I cried loads, and then I jumped around the house for about three Amazing. weeks. <laughs> yeah, because I, I love the lollies, and because um, I love funny books, so I may have had one or two dreams about it happening in the past. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> same, same as myself. It's. Uh, I mean. You know, there's there's such a huge amount of books that are, are put out every year, and there are like so many funny books, and uh, it's just it, yeah. to to be one of the what it was a one of five or six, I think, um, to be included. Yeah, four in, yeah, to yeah. be that's, four in the yeah, category. That's, gosh, I think. even better. It's just amazing to be included. So you know, I mean, it it says a lot about about Elaine's writing and and hopefully a bit my illustration work. But yeah, no, thrilled, thrilled beyond belief about my. I was screaming down the phone when when my wife rang and and uh, t- telling my kids they were well, I have a five year old and two year old daughters so they were just like well I don't know what you're talking about so. but they will do <laughs> they will <laughs> brilliant so what importance do you think that awards like the the lollies have for children's literature and for the authors and illustrators who are involved in that sphere. Um, well, the lollies, I think these especially give a spotlight to books that you perhaps wouldn't find in supermarkets and um, maybe even bookshop chains. And what I love about them is they're voted for by children. So it means the books go straight into their hands, basically. Um, and it just means that they're given a more of a variety of books to read, I think. And for for me, it's just fantastic because I get more readers meeting Stan. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think the lollies, because they shout out about funny books, quite often funny books get forgotten, um, which is a shame because I think, you know, they do two jobs, really. They're usually about something important, which sometimes gets forgotten. But amongst it, you're sprinkling funny things to make them laugh. So it's like you're leaving a crumb trail so that they keep reading, you know, and it makes the story easy to follow. So thank you. Thank you. I think they're really important. Yeah. Chris, how about you? Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's uh, I think as Elaine said, uh, funny books can can kind of get sidetracked, and and uh, and for me, they're almost more important. You know, to, to 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 have something humorous. I mean, I grew up with funny books. You know, I, I Asterix and and that kind of thing like were my favourites. Just the, the translations in those books were just mesmerising. They're amazing. And then moved on to like Hitchhiker's Guys to the Galaxy. So th- those are the books that informed me entirely. Like that's that's who I am because of all these books. So to have a, an awards that highlights these is just huge for me as far as I'm concerned. Mm, no, I agree. I think that um, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of well, all children's books, but I think funny books in particular do get overlooked. And I think there are a few big names and big titles that perhaps tend to dominate. And that's to the detriment of all the other amazing funny books that are out there just waiting for children to discover them totally totally agree with that yeah and funny books as well as making you laugh they can actually highlight some more challenging issues and they just provide a really safe way of opening up conversations with people so they're not just always about you know the gags and the laughs there's often a lot of depth to them that you perhaps might over absolutely agree with that too yeah totally yeah no it's in yeah, and I think so, sometimes you can get the funny book label and then 
um, everything else in the book kind of gets forgotten about a little bit, which is a bit a shame because, you know, you could say what your books are about. Um, and funny isn't always top of the list, um, but it does it does end up that way, you know. Um, but I mean, I love funny books, and I, you know, I'm proud of the stand books completely and utterly. But sometimes I do wish people knew what they were actually about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they will after this, after you, after you win this award, I promise. <laughs> I've told everybody. Yeah. Well, hopefully, the lollies, as you say, will help just bring a new audience to your books. And I say books because there's not just Planet Stand now; there is a whole series of stand books. Can you tell us the other title? I know that we can look. For- um, absolutely. So, um, Action Stam, which came out uh, in April this year, it moves on to friends and peer pressure. Um, it takes place on a school trip to Whispering Woods, and Fred is still causing chaos um, because he's pretending to be action adventurer Flint <laughs> Danger, who like <laughs> likes to drink his. P when he I doesn't have to. I wonder who that was based on. Um, I, I and... couldn't figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> and Stan is trying to find out where he fits among the cool kids. Um, so it's a bit of a struggle for him because um, he, he loses his best friend momentarily. And um, so it's kind of about finding yourself and believing in yourself. But also there are blooming loads of amazing snail facts in it because... Uh, Fred loves snails, so I found out all these amazing facts about snails, and um, I've got uh, much more of a respect for snails these amazing. days. Me too, and so, I, I got to I got to yeah. draw a ton of snails and, and really learned how to draw them properly after <laughs> the millions of years. So it's great. <laughs> That's so funny. You you draw great snails. I do now, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favourite snail fact that you would like to share? Just to tempt. Oh my goodness. Right, okay, hang on. I'm just going to find it. Because I think it's near the, near the end. I've got to find, find my snail fact. Good job, I've got it next to me. <laughs> right, hang on. Yeah. You have to sing while, while I'm trying oh, no, to find I it. I wouldn't like. Ah, oh, here we go. I've got it. <laughs> right, so we've got the Japanese white eye snail, which doesn't mind getting eaten by birds because there's a chance it'll be pooped out somewhere new. It's like getting on an aeroplane, only instead of sitting in economy, they get to hang out in some bird intestines. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's yeah. very cool, very cool, very environmentally <laughs> friendly way to travel. Exactly. There's no carbon footprint there. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that nugget of wisdom with us, Jane. Let's quickly <laughs> move on to you, Chris. And from your perspective as an illustrator, what's it like having a series of books with the same characters to illustrate as opposed to just having standalone titles? Is there a difference at all for you or a pros or cons? Oh no, just absolute pros. It's just, I mean, I'm on the third book now. I'm just, I'm just, I've just kind of delivered first few bits of art and um, just laying out the whole book in front of me. And it's, oh, it's like so. I, I know all the characters now, and I know exactly because the, the when you're doing your first book, you're kind of hacking through, figuring it all out. But now on the third yeah. book, it's just like ah, an old friend, and you just dive in there, and, and uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just a joy to to kind of to work through so yeah no I, I love working on series I mean the long may it last absolutely 
Brilliant. And you mentioned earlier, um, Elaine, about how important the illustrations were to you in your um, books. And there aren't that many kind of middle grade titles for the same kind of age range that do have that really mm. highly illustrated um, style, as well as the, um, the fantastic story writing that you do. Do you think that we are going to see more um, very highly illustrated titles in that kind of age range coming through or what what have you what's your experience of that I, I think so yeah because I'm seeing more and more of it on, um, on Twitter and um, I think it's a reaction to maybe the fact that unfortunately people have short retention spans maybe these days there's lots going on and you are trying to just grab attention and if you flick through a book and there's lots of pictures in it um, it's a win-win really um, I mean I've always loved books that are highly illustrated because I used to like the Richard Scarry books and Mr Men and My Naughty Little Sister and I loved the Pauline Baines drawings in The Lion, the Witch oh, yeah. and the Wardrobe I used to spend hours just looking at them you know because there's, there's stories in those themselves so I think it can only be a good thing if it does happen anyway and how about you Chris? The oh yeah, I mean these would these would have been my absolute dream books. So they pretty much didn't exist this this kind of format when I was uh, when I was you know eight or ten, and I would have loved them because I I kind of stopped reading for a period between, you know, enjoying picture books and then comic books like Asterix and Tintin. Still 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 read those of course, but oh. um, but yeah. So there was that there was a, a block where I, I definitely lost interest. I mean, I kept drawing obviously, but. Uh, just yeah i mean i I would have loved to have stand around back 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 in those days so yeah so i really i mean they're they're a huge help they're not just a bridge between you know younger books and older books but there's something that really makes you fall in love with books so yeah i hope there's lots more Hmm. yes no me too definitely right okay so this is the last question it's not really a question it's more of a challenge i'm going to give you 10 seconds each to pitch planet stan to potential votees why why should they choose planet stan so no pressure but it needs to be really good <laughs> oh my Do goodness have... this is like Dragon's i know Den. do we have any volunteers to start uh elaine is first <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks a lot um well okay um underneath all the funny stuff there's a story about finding out what you have in common with each other and you know that's more relevant than ever at the minute um but also funny pie charts and um the most complicated venn diagram ever drawn probably <laughs> was that was Amazing. that okay you it to the mathematicians oh. as well as the readers in the audience so fantastic right <laughs> chris you. you've got a lot to live up to Are you well ready? yeah i'm ready so i guess i will start by saying you know it's a book with absolutely incredible illustrations but not only incredible illustrations it's brilliantly written and it's a book about just how annoying little brothers are because I lived through that very torturous phase, but also how much you end up loving that person. So it's it's a big it's a big huge thing for me. Love it. Good pitch. That was excellent. That was impressive. Bravo. That. Bravo. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much to both of you, and I will be rooting for you and potentially voting for you. I can't give away my votes, obviously. Of course, yeah. Certainly rooting for you and all the other nominees until voting closes i think in december the voting closes, yeah isn't it? so we'll uh, have to rally rally the people yeah. it does yeah you will. You're, you're, 
perspective. But yes. uh, thank you both so much, as I said, for giving up your time to talk to um, me and hopefully us, the listeners, this evening. And and I wish you... It's been brilliant. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. It was fantastic. No, thank you so much. And as I said, I wish you good luck. And I'm going to wish you good night. So thank you and good night and goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Well, I hope that interview has persuaded you that Planet Stan may be the book that gets your vote in this year's lollies. If you want to find out more about the other nominees, if you're on Twitter, you can follow hashtag lollies2020 or you can head over to Scholastic's website to find out more about the titles and purchase them too. As I think I mentioned, voting is open now, so head over to the Scholastic website to do so because there are brilliant prizes for teachers and schools to win and for other adults who might vote. So voting is open for teachers, librarians, um, parents and children can vote too using the Pop Jam app. So make sure you head over to cast your votes before their deadline in December to make sure that your favourite title wins. Right, that's all folks. I hope that the podcast has inspired you to vote for Planet Stan and also to check out all the other nominees because there really is something there for everyone. Make sure that you subscribe to the Library Girl and Book Boy podcast so that you don't miss out on any forthcoming episodes. I'll give you a little sneaky hint. The next episode is going to be an interview with author Sylvia Booth about her latest middle grade title. So make sure you subscribe and talk to you next time.